Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of It All Boils Down to This with uh, Jack Boyle. I'm Jim Boyle, and welcome back. We've been off for about two weeks. Lots happened, Jack. I went to Scotland with your mom and your sister. Uh, but, boy, boy, what a, what, a, what a couple weeks in Boston sports, especially with the Bloom thing. We'll talk about that. Uh, a lot of happened in college football, the biggest day of the year, probably last Saturday. A ton happened there. We'll talk that. NFL, weird, weird, weird kind of uh, weekend we had there. And then we'll also uh, go into my friends with the Swifties out there. We'll talk about the Taylor Swift impact on how things are going to work. Seven Wonders are going to be the um, the uh, top f- college football teams this year, who we think is going to go furthest in the system. So, well, Jack, again, welcome back. What was it like uh, being home alone for two weeks? No, it was fine. You know, watched a lot of sports. I was working, you know. I don't know. It was, it's, it was, it was, it was nice to be alone for, for a little bit. Yeah, that's good to look at there. So, uh but uh, you're the one who informed me that uh, I think I informed you that Heimblum had gotten uh, fired. Um, what was your initial reaction to the Heimblum fire? I, I was stunned just because I thought, you know, I probably thought 50-50 chance he keeps his job for next year. So I thought this offseason there was probably it was probably more likely than not that he would be back and he would have the offseason and he would get one more year. So the fact that he got fired right after that Yankee series, it was actually in the middle of the Yankee series, was it? I think it was after, like, game two or three of the Yankee series after they had just gotten smashed in that doubleheader and were coming up for the next doubleheader. Or it was after that. I don't know. doesn't matter. I was stunned that it happened when it happened, but, I mean, I, I was I was overcome with joy. That's right. We've talked about that uh, over the last couple of weeks with Haim. You know, both of us uh, totally agree on that it was an ad- adjunct failure, to be honest with you. Uh, I, if they brought him in to get rid of Mookie, it was stupid anyway. Uh, the person who they signed long-term was probably the second person you would have signed long-term outside of Devers. The return he got for Mookie was horrible. The team's just terrible. I think that's one of the things I, I, I would say, and, and, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, they're just not watchable. This is just not a, a fun team to watch. I have not watched them in two, three weeks, and that's pretty rare for me. So, yeah, they're definitely unwatchable. They're definitely a horrible team, and, yeah, it has been an abject failure. And everyone, there's a lot of people, oh, he's put in a tough spot, blah, 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 blah. But... He came in to do the job that he did in Tampa or was doing in Tampa, and he did not do it here. He just didn't. He didn't build the major league team here like he was supposed to. Even though he was handicapped by the owners and the owners didn't want to spend as much, he did not do what he was supposed to do. And I know they're going to say, oh, the farm system is the weirdest thing because they're ranked in like in some, some, people, have fifth, place. some yeah. people have them 15th, some people have them 10th. Still don't have a lot of pitching. But I look at the farm system, though. In it right now, how many of those, like, he drafted Meyer, fell into his lap, could have been the wrong pick because the kid who got picked behind him, Lawler, looks like he's he's going to be in the majors quicker and it, it is playing better than him. I know Meyer got hurt. He he got the Roman Anthony kid, which was a smart move the way he, he what is it, overslot he, with the first round pick. He, right. he picked a guy that was under money and he got him out of high school and kept him away from college and got him, who was probably a first round talent in the second round. And that's one of their top prospects. That's like the one thing he's done good. All the other prospects are, are really not his, right? Uh, He's I made would, a few I good trades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the top ones. So the top ones, like like Bella wasn't his. 
Uh, um, right. Bella, Raphael is not his. Durant's not his. Dur- Cassius is definitely not Cassius, his. Cassius, there you go. That's the best one. But yeah. again, they, they, he was drafted. I, I totally, I think that the farm system's a weird thing. Um, you know, as we are winning and losing, everybody's, oh, you got a great farm system. Unless you do what Baltimore did, unless you do what Houston did, which means you completely strip down your whole major league team and finish last place for three or four years and, and, and lose 100-plus games every year, to build through the farm system is actually kind of difficult. <clears throat> and if he's done a good job, it has been picking position players, picking athletes. You know, he picked Nick York. He picked Mickey Romano. He picked Roman Anthony. Well, Anthony. He picked Marcel Meyer. He's got, and, he fell, and, and the last guy got the Teal kid fell right into his lap as well. So, you know, he was fortunate. That tells me they have very good scouting at the minor league or, or, or amateur level. So whoever is doing that job is doing a great job. That doesn't always fall for Heim, but I totally agree with you. I think that farm system's great, but where are the pitchers in the farm system? You know, that's ask you that. What do you think? But well, why don't you ask Theo that? Who would he have? Lester and Buckholtz? Why don't you ask Charrington that? Why don't you ask um, uh, Dombrowski that? Wait, it's it's not just a Bloom thing. That there's a lot of teams in the, in the majors that have not produced talent like that through p- pitching talent. There's a few. There's like I feel like there's a select few teams that always Cleveland does it. The Dodgers bring up guys. I feel like Arizona. I feel Arizona makes good trades and gets pitchers, but the Red Sox have not developed pitching. It's not just him. So Red Sox haven't developed pitching since that that, that heyday of bringing Hurst and Clemens back in the mid ninety mid eighties. So again, but so is, what's what's wrong? I mean, oh, I don't know. To That's... be honest with you, isn't that what he's hired to do though? That's his job is to figure out not just to draft and have these sexy looking uh, minor league um, players who are making you the number five ranked farm system, but. How do you develop real starting pitching? And, and I think whoever they hire next, that's got to be something that's number one on their list. Is I, they, they need to find somebody who's going to help not just develop offense players, develop pitching, even pitching that you can trade. Now, I heard I talked to um, our good friend, the AD at the high school, Dennis Ingram, today uh, when I was up there at lunch. And he was saying to me that he heard that there were two opportunities that Bloom really choked uh, over the past couple of weeks. Ugh, ugh. He missed he missed on getting rid of Chris Sale's uh, piece. But the other one I heard really bothers me is the Justin Turner. Have you heard this yet? I heard that, but I, again, it's the Globe talking about a guy that the that the Henry FSG group just fired. So they're they're going to they're going to try and spin it and make him look worse and worse, even though he looks bad enough. But well, I, I agree. So we don't know. Yeah. I did see that trait. Yes. Which trait? Which are they? the Cabrera? They oh my God! Gotten Cabrera. I, I mean, you get the it? opportunity to get Cabrera. Your heartbeat, you take it. So Edward Cabrera is the, right. The, there's a lot of Cabreras in the MLB. The Cabrera he, pitching got, for Miami. Yeah, he's a like rookie or second year. He's five six years of control. Left on him. He was a top pitching prospect that Miami developed, and and I guess Miami developed him. Yeah, I said Miami. I guess the Red Sox and Bloom had a chance to get him by trading Turner, and I would assume you'd have to trade more than just Justin Turner. You'd probably throw in like Nick York or yeah. something. Yeah, but again, you're picking. Yeah, could you, we talked about this? Or they could have traded maybe like um like uh, a guy that Durant. has a ton of value. Like what about like a Chris Martin? Have you seen the year he's yeah, had? Yeah, but he's 38 years old. No, I know, but he's but gonna. He be, I'm saying he would have, for a team like Miami if they were wanted Turner and make right. the playoffs this year, he would have been a guy like you could have got that trade done. So yeah, there were trades. That's the biggest issue with Hein Bloom. Is that he wouldn't pull the trigger? Correct. It's almost it's correct. Kind of. It's similar to um to Danny Ainge, Trader Danny, yeah. Trader Danny. Early, he made these trades and all this, and then everyone kind of got scared to trade with him, and then he got scared to make trades and give players away. He would never. Who was the guy? He would never give away. Uh, I, I forget. It, it, Rosier was one of them, but at least Rosier is a good player. But yeah, Bloom. They they didn't trust him going into this off season, which is important. But I think that not more than trust him. They they didn't see the direction of the franchise. 
you know, you're playing Yankee series and tickets are a buck. You know, the, 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 the whole, the whole thing, it's just, I, I go back. He was the number two or whatever he was at Tampa. Sometimes the number two guys don't make it as number one guys, you know, and this has happened. There's a guy, I read an article today, Rosenthal uh, on the uh, athletic wrote about um, Farhad Sakim or whatever his name is out in San Francisco. He's getting one more year to do what they gave Bloom four years to do. And I mean, these are major market teams. You know, if you think about it, we spent a lot of money for nothing this year as well. I mean, even if they're in 13th in payroll, it's just not, you know, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I agree with you. I'm glad he's gone. But the litany of things that he's done wrong, um, you know, where would you think number one is the uh, uh, what's the biggest fault? What was his biggest fault besides not being able to pull the trigger? I agree with that. His biggest fault, I I mean, I guess it was it, it was him not being able to, he couldn't make the trade. He couldn't make the big he he pan, they panic signed the story a little bit, but he couldn't I I don't think he had a direction for what he wanted on the big league field. They got like this year uh, the biggest mistake that honestly cost him his job was the Corey Kluber thing. He put all his marbles on Corey Kluber. He's going to be one of my guys. I'm going to get 180 innings out of him. He's going to have four ERA. He's going to at least be able to pitch. And he couldn't pitch, and that destroyed the team this year, and it wore them out. So he made just bad moves and stuff like that. I think, number one, he didn't he, he didn't have the either the surrounding cast or the propensity to evaluate major league talent. Uh, and maybe that was why he always had trouble with, you know, I have Justin Turner, and I know this could be bullshit coming from our friends at the Globe because of the Henry. But I, I think if you look at it this way, I got Justin Turner. All right. I'm going to maybe I if I leave Justin Turner alone, I've given up on this season. But again, if you're not going to win anyway, and they, they obviously in August, they weren't going to make the playoffs. Obviously, they didn't have the pitching. Well, he said that, you know, obviously they didn't have the the, the guys getting even 100 innings. Yeah, Kluber got 180. Kluber was lucky to get yeah. 80 innings. Well, Kluber, no, you know, Kluber whatever. Pitched, Kluber and pitched a month and they got even, rid of him. Even Jim Paxton was lucky to get um, James Paxton. I just think is his inability to. Evaluate major league talent and make decisions at the major league level that would be able to benefit them. Because no matter how, if you have ten top ten prospects, maybe two of them or three will impact your major league roster. You got to figure out which two or three of those are. So let's give Dombrowski credit where he made the Chris Sale trade. Remember who he traded for Chris Sale? Yeah, and it, remember who he traded, and remember who he didn't trade. Correct. That's what yeah. I mean. He he didn't trade. He traded to Devers. Yeah, he traded Mankata and Devers. They were they were probably they were both top five prospects in baseball. Both right. of them. He decided. Mankata is the guy, and he traded Kopech, who has done nothing really. Well, Kopech has done better than Sale over the, since the trade. No, look at his numbers. I'm I, telling you right now, look at his okay, numbers. Okay, did, did Kopech strike out 300 batters in a season? Did Kopech get the final out of a World Series? No, no. he hasn't. But over the course of the contract, over the cor- no, over the course of the contract, he's not wrong. Even, his Kopech, I'd rather in in the first year. If you could go back, would you make that trade? Yes or no? I'd, yes, uh, yes, I'd still. Make you wouldn't the trade. sign the contract, but you would make the trade. Correct. I'd the contract, the trade. no trade. Correct. Yes, I, I agree. They would make the trade. So you contract. don't tell me Kopech's been better than Chris Sale. If you look at the numbers, right, he's, yeah. he's been better. He's Anyone's been better than Chris Sale right now. But no I'm saying they got two really good years out of him, and they won. Two divisions. They won, the and they won the World Series. Correct. So don't tell me Kobe. Correct. That's true. So do you think uh, back to Heim? Do you think twenty twenty one was like? I think it was an outlier anyway. But did that buy him time to to uh, because everybody thought he was going to be like Trader Dan, Trader, Trader Joe there, uh, Trader Tanny. That he was great. He oh look at this. He he found these bargain basement guys. But was what's the difference between twenty twenty one and twenty two and twenty three? He didn't get bought time. He's fired. If, if, if well, twenty twenty one bought him, he time, bought an extra year. Not, not I think really. He that year, they always he always was gonna 
not get fired immediately. No. You, you don't get fired a year after making the ALCS. You get fired two years after making the which is what happens. So, no. But he if he didn't make the ALCS, let's say Devers doesn't hit those two home runs in Washington the last day of the season, and they don't make the wild card, right? We don't have the exciting moments at Fenway. Now we go into 2022, and they were absolute garbage. I, I think there'd be more urgency on – there would have been the previous offseason more urgency on the team this year, but he would have. I think he would have been here. I but I think, do think they would have had a better team this year. More urgency. He, he showed absolutely no urgency I know, at all. I, I know, but I, if they – I'm saying if they had not – if he was last place in 2020, total second-half collapse in 2021 if, if Devers doesn't hit the home runs and they don't make the, the postseason. After he – I know he got Schwarber – and that was a great move. But after, uh, and he also, he got uh, Hansel Robles. Don't forget Hansel. It was pretty good, actually, for a little bit. For a while. Um, it, 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 it's a horrible collapse if they don't make the playoffs that year. And it's coming off the start of him having quite shaky trade deadlines. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so, had, so they would have had dead last in, in his first year, choke in the second year. Were they last place last year? Yeah, they were. Yeah, last place last, last place last year. He might have gotten fired. Actually, he might have. So it might have bought him an extra year. It, yeah, and that's it. And again, it maybe. So I think he got lucky. I think that that team was that team had pretty good talent. Um, you know, you had guys who could step up in big situations. Uh, and Avaldi was a was a stopper that they needed that they he let go. I just think his evaluation of talent at the major league level was very poor. And and maybe the more that you hear, again, I understand how rumors go when they fired Tierra Francona. All the all the trash was started to be released by the Red Sox to make them look good. I was surprised that didn't happen when they got rid of Mookie because they didn't have anything on Mookie. But when they traded Mookie, they you always ready for well, the trash. They, they released a little bit of contract. There was contract talks. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, the money. So I'm talking about all the, the, all the other. Well, are they, but they haven't. <laughs> yeah, but Time Bloom was a guy. Like he's Mookie Betts wasn't uh, 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 drinking beer and eating chicken in the locker room. So it was it was harder for Mookie Betts to get. That's slandered like that. Xander didn't get slandered at all. Well, they couldn't because they choked to Xander. You know that. that, and that, that that's another high thing. thing. And everyone's going to look at Xander's numbers. Oh, would you have given him that contract? No, hell no, I wouldn't have given him that contract. Nobody give that. But Bloom could have signed him for six years, $180 million, maybe even less than that. And we would have had a shortstop and we would have been, uh, he could have moved around and I, I don't know. No, no, I think that. that, that, that you that, had to keep a guy right. like that. The thing about, yeah, I agree with you. One of the two you had to keep, either, yeah. either him or Mookie. And I think if you take the the shit that we've gotten from Trevor Story, give give take five million five million for five years, twenty five million added to his contract, Xander would have signed twenty five years, five years. Xander would have taken that money right away. And Xander was very on. Xander probably he probably knew when they because he did actually say he knew when they signed Trevor Story. He's like, eh, I'm probably not coming here. But Xander was very on board and he just wanted to win. Right. He 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 said, I like this signing. I'm I'm good with it. But it, so the Xander thing, we'll go back to uh, all this, Heimblum's mistakes. If they had signed Mookie, that's not Heim, Heimblum deserves, besides the fact that the trade was horrible, you can't blame Heimblum for Mookie bets because he was, he was putting a team. I think you're right. I think he was put a conundrum. He, he was brought he, in yeah. to move him because the previous mm-hmm. guy had signed all these long term contracts. I, I, I agree with you on that. But I think that the way they said, all you ever heard was first of all, Mookie's going to be almost the MVP this year. All you ever heard was he doesn't want a player. He doesn't want a player. He won't take three hundred million. He's not. He's. I'm always going to test free agency. What the hell do you want the player to say? And the players, the players negotiate the right to go to free agency. What the hell do you want Mookie to say? I'm a big Mookie defender. I think that was the that was the beginning of the end for him, no matter what. And and the reason I think is the shit that he got for him. I mean, who Verdugo's an asshole. And yeah, Wong's actually going to end up being the better player. Wong's the a good. Three. Wong's a good get, but that's not from not, not for, for the Mookie player of the gets. generation. Yeah. Right. And if it, if it was just to dump the money for 
uh, David Price, what the hell was he doing last year when he didn't dump money and we lost, we lost draft pick rank? We so, should have dumped all that money. Everything. <laughs> they only took half of David Price. They should have taken it all. They couldn't have done that. But The conundrum was we were in the COVID era. We didn't know when they were going to play, and they panicked. He panicked. I think he panicked. I think, he, I think that Friedman took advantage of him because he knew him, and he knew he had to get rid of him, and he, he, he put the, um, the David Price out there on a big, big, fat hook and said, take him, we'll take some of the money, and you can get where you need to get. But, again, the return was very mediocre. Uh, for especially for a generational talent like movie, I totally agree with that. Uh, so this is the first year that David Price's money's off the books. Yeah. What did what did um what did getting rid of his money do for us? Got got us a year of Trevor Story. Got mm-hmm. us who who we sign in like twenty twenty one to be on the team. You know what? Remember. It wasn't. It got us under the salary cap. Uh, yeah. So okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So it reset. The you're cap. right. No, you're right. That's reset a bad point. Reset the cap so we can get draft picks and all that other crap. And then last year we did reset the cap, and we and we and we. And we ended up getting draft picks. We should have gotten higher draft picks for compensation for both um, Xander and whoever, Evaldi. Mm-hmm. We didn't get them. So that, that's really what it did. It just helped reset the cap. But we're like Keith Hall said, we're the Boston game. We're the goddamn Boston Red Sox. We're making money. He, they make money hand over fist down there. These guys are not – you don't need to be a mid-market team here well, in this town. Did you see they had the highest attendance of the year like a couple days ago? <laughs> They're eliminated you, from the playoffs. You know why, though? Uh, Barbie night, Barbie but still, night. It, it doesn't. That's not the only. Like the people are still up to. It, no, if, no, no. If I Tampa had Barbie uh, night, nobody would go. Yeah, but I'll tell you, you something about Barbie night. Go. If I had known it was going to be Barbie night, I put my tickets because I was away. I put my tickets up for sale. If I knew it was Barbie night, I could have. I could have added twenty five bucks to each ticket, and made the money. Yeah, well, you know that's that's strange. I don't. I don't Barbie really night, and, and and as we go forward, we'll get into the old. So that's what the Red Sox are. They gotta they gotta have Barbie night in September to get people to come to the ball games. Not a winning baseball team. Barbie night. That's how they sell their ballpark in September. Well, you know as well as I do. Again, the ballpark's going to sell. It is a tourist attraction. No, it, People no it's not though. It's not in September. But in September this year, it has winning. not sold. It has not. So that but it is not. You need a winning baseball team to sell in September. But they don't it's need cold, a winning baseball rainy. team to sell June, July. August. I get that. They don't. I get and that. They, but at they, some point, they money hand over fist. People come in. They do the tour. They buy the gear. They do this. They go to the game. Okay. Yeah, but they. And Heim and I, John Henry got sick of this. He did. He, I know it's his fault. He deserves a lot of blame. He's an idiot. He got. He's th- Mookie. He, he, point to him when we talk about yes. Mookie Betts. Yes. When Mookie Betts has got the Dodgers cap on in Cooperstown and that plaque. John Henry. John Henry. That's his legacy. John, I, I don't care about 2004. I don't care about the four World Series. Well, his legacy that, is the, four the, World Mookie Series. Betts, no, no, no. Mookie Betts. No. Jo- no, no, yes. no. 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 Mookie no, Betts. No, Dodgers no. cap is no, his no, legacy. No, he's no, an no, yes. That, no. When I what in. Forty years from now, if I'm alive, I will remember him as the guy who traded Mookie Betts, not the guy who bro- Theo Epstein broke the curse, not John Henry. I'll tell you, in forty years, David Ortiz. Forty years, I ain't gonna be alive. So unless I have something, some miracle science happens, I'd be a hundred and one. Yeah, you got old parents. And... I do have old parents, but I'm lucky there. But again, back to Bloom. He's gone. We're happy. We rejoice in our family, in our household. So, what are you? If you're you're making decisions, you think about it. Theo when he was young. When Theo left, they brought in. Um, Sherrington from inside, he was young. He refused to trade people, which was good because he kept Mookie and Zan and all those. Then they bring in Dabrowski, who completely got rid of everything. Minor league, spent a lot of money, won a championship. Then they bring Bloom to try to reason. What, what's the future? What do you? What do you? What do you want in it? What do you want in director of baseball? What do, what do I want? What do I want is a guy that we're not going to get, and that's Theo Epstein. Yeah, he and, and he wants points in the ownership, and and that would probably set him on a track to becoming the commissioner of baseball, which he might end up being anyways. So, so forget Theo's that. Out. That's not here. I love Theo. Um, 
I don't know. I, I really don't know. What, mean what do you, so I like I like the idea, and this is of of having it be a hybrid of Alex Cora and Eddie Romero, who's the assistant GM, who's the guy who really handled the Devers negotiations yes. to getting that contract done. So you have a guy Cora, Cora can't be in charge. You can't make him the director of baseball operations and expect him to do what Bloom was doing and the guys in in terms of the minor league talent and the drafting. That's not Cora's thing. Forget Cora. Cora though, I think deserves. If you're going to keep him around, which I think they should, I think he is a great, uh, a great baseball mind. He's a baseball guy. Yes, I agree. He, with he you. has an eye for. T- he just, I think he just has a good feel of what a team is going to need and not need. And blah blah blah. So I think he and he, along with Eddie Romero, who I guess he's known since they've been kids, so they're yeah. best friends. Yeah. I think they together, you know, Cora has a say on major league talent. I don't know if he manage if he wants to manage the team, he can still manage the team. If he doesn't, you know, hire Veritech or something, but. I, I like the idea of Core coming in, having a Sam major league talent. Obviously, not doing all the day to day work of a, of a general manager. Correct, that'd be Romero hard. doing right. that, but Core having at least to say. That would be my pick, just because. What are you going to do? What What's your other option? Hire another Heimblum? Okay, Hire another so nerd? Here. Okay, so you're going to go, option. and I, I love the idea. You're going to go with the baseball, the baseball guy up front. Let's try who it. Who understands that? Uh, which they've never done here. They've, they've okay. never they've, done almost well, anything. They've done in the major well, leagues. And they've never done it here. They did it in Texas with Young. Uh, who was a pitcher, uh, Jim Young. They and did they, it in um, a couple other places. I think they stuff. did it in um, Los Angeles with um, Sosha. Nah. I think he had a bit of a say, yeah. Maybe, but but again. And maybe Garden Hire, too, in, in Minnesota. So, uh, but I'm, I agree. The Garden Hire was really so about the I, way the, the game was played. I think, yeah. Garden David Hire, Ortiz, you got to start. Garden Hire is a, uh, we won't you say go the other way. Hit yeah. singles the other way, David right, Ortiz. That's, so, so you go, I like that idea. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Tor's ready to do it. Um, so let me give you the option. You can get the the nerd, we'll call it, the Bloom Anati kind of guy, um, straight from someplace that that um, that is the Tampa work. Well, I heard the Arizona guy is it Hayes? He's, he's not leaving. He's so, out, yeah. right? So you can have that, or you can get somebody who's been in baseball for a while, not old, but in baseball, who's got an understanding of how to manage the whole world, who's not afraid to make the deals. I think that's the route they have to go. They're going to run out of time here to do it. The the woman down in. Um, Ing, Ing, uh, down no, you in, know why? Down in Miami's not a bad idea. Question about her: it, Was she there this year? Yeah. So she's there right now. Yeah. So she's the lady who almost traded Edward Cabrera for Justin Turner. I'll pass on that. Well, they tried. To I will pass well, on that. And Miami, no, 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 Miami, don't even defend Miami, that was horrible. Miami hasn't been in the tournament in the playoffs forever. That gets them in the playoffs. I, I know. I know that. I mean, but she, she took over base. like the number three farm system. It's, right. It's, so I, I'm just saying. So or, I'm just saying or, that's a bad trade. And they also made the trade where they got the kid who hits 400, who's who's the most overrated. For my favorite player for Pablo Lopez, who's like a top three Cy Young. Why can't the Red Sox make that deal? I'm just saying that. Yeah, they. Well, they didn't have a player like Arez to really. They trade. could have traded Cassius for. Nah, I probably wouldn't have done that. Uh, uh, it's close. Why not? You know, you know what? You're probably right. Because you know Justin Turner, they signed. You get those guys. That, those but guys. Arez and Cassius was a, a a top prospect. Arez yeah, was true. a guy who was had won the just won the batting title. Right, the Red Sox right. didn't have a player like right. that. Minnesota made Devers a good deal. I agree. Good I agree. So, or or you bring in, or do you bring in? So, so we bring. We've we've tried Bloom, who was the analytics all the way. Uh, we've tried Dombrowski, who was. Old school, build a team the, the way I wanted to. We've tried Charrington, who was, I developed farm systems, and we had Theo, who was 36 years old when he took the job and followed his path along to get to championship. And really, Theo went out and signed a lot of and, players. And you have he to mention. He brought in a lot of players. You have to mention Lucino was there the whole time, too. Right. Lucino was and there the whole was, time, too. And then maybe, for not maybe, the whole time, but for the everyone before um, Dombrowski. Right. But then again, if you go, um, you go back to, um, if you want Cora to come in and do it, 
and, and Romero, you need a Lucchino type at the top of the food chain. You need somebody who's going to run the interference for him at the top of the food chain. I think that's – that Yeah, well, Theo's not coming. Well, some, I, it was actually – it was Felger said that um, is the greatest irony of it all would be Theo becomes Larry Lucchino. The guy who they, his mentor who ended up really hating and all this. It'd just well, be funny. It could. At the end of the day, if he if he did come back to Boston, he ended up being Larry Lucchino. Part kind of points with the ownership, but he would be Larry Lucchino. Well, again, I wouldn't mind because I think he's a great baseball mind. He, he he's solid. He makes this. Is, the thing the thing about Theo when he came in because he was young, he surrounded himself with a lot of people who told him he was wrong. I don't know if Bloom had enough people in here who told him Heim. You got to change what you're doing here. He didn't have a, he had too many yes people in his organization. But again, I go back to the fact that when you bring a number two guy in, as somebody who's only been the number two, it's a risk. Not not all of them work out as well as others. You know. But I, I, let's go let's go to the Texas model. They moved um, Chris Young into the into the lead, and now they're going to win that division. Maybe it looks like my prediction is coming pretty close. Chris Young, the ball player. Yeah, for the Red Sox, Yankees. No, no lefty pitcher. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you no, know, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, so Chris Young, he's yeah, like Chris. 35 years old. But again, yeah, it's just like picking me in there. But we're gonna take a guy like me, who has some, who, who understands the analytics, like you. Well, like me, who understands the analytics, but also understands you got to spend to win. Yeah, we'll hire you. We yeah. should hire you. I think put that, us uh, over the top. I think section 24, row nine, seats nine and ten. That's that is probably the way to go. So that's with Bloom. I mean, we all rejoice that he's gone, and you know, God bless him. He's probably a nice. guy. It sounds like he's the nicest guy in the world, but. You know, you can't pull the trigger. you, you got to build a major league team. you just got to build a major league team. And it aggravates me that I had a watch for three of the four years he was here. Absolute garbage on the field. Nothing but garbage. And, you know, and I love, you know, I, I, you know me well enough. You should. I love Xander. I, and I love Mookie. Those are my boys. And oh my guys, the boys are wrong term. Those are my guys. And I, I, I when, when Mookie left, it was like, what are they doing? And then when Xander left, they just ripped the heart. And there's nobody to, you know. I want to identify with a player, and I want and those I want to I, I don't just even say they say it's laundry if you watches it Seinfeld who says oh we're just rooting for laundry which we technically are but you know Heim just sucked and that's it last words on Heim Jack no I don't forget I, let's never talk about it again okay we're done, just, Heim, we're done I don't, with Heim I don't care. Okay, good. Forget about him. Like, well, we got to uh, get going. We got to talk about football. We gotta get, football. The good news is that um, we got to get going. He wants to move us along today. Last week, he wanted to go on forever with Justin. Well, I, I mean, we're talking. We'd spend 30 minutes talking about the baseball. We got football. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we'll transition out. Week, week, what, three of the NFL just happened? Week, week three was just a, and piece a great of, college football slate. Week three was a piece of crap for the NFL. Yeah, but it was. Me. Yeah. Piece of crap. I mean, all those blowouts. Okay, well. Listen, we'll come back to baseball when we do hire a new guy. We can bitch and moan about whoever they hire and what they want to do. We can talk about what the offseason should look like. But let's go to the NFL. Uh, yesterday, I, we got back, and the first, really the first time I watched the Patriots yesterday, um, Mac Jones is terrible. Uh, I don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, blame Bill, Bill O'Brien or you what. They made, the play calling was weird. Elliott was running through. And, and you know who's worse than Mac Jones? Who? Wilson. Yeah, chance. thanks. Okay, so what do you, take take me take me down the NFL route, Jack? All right, so as a newfound, like I'm I'm a Pats fan now. Got it. I hated Brady. I hated everything. I, I like the Pats. I want to see him succeed. This Mac Jones thing, he doesn't suck. He doesn't. First off, do you know who had a worse? So the Jets have played three games this year. Do you know who had a worse game at quarterback against that Jets team? Josh Allen. He threw three interceptions. That's a good Jets defense. A. B. Mac Jones has zero speed. 
The receivers have zero speed. The one guy that has speed, they keep benching, the Pop Douglas guy, because he can't hold on the football. He's like the one guy who can actually run by somebody. They paid Juju Smith-Schuster like $60 million over three years, or whatever the contract was, a ton of guaranteed money. And all, all you see him, the only time you see him in the game is getting a personal foul. And, and screwing the team. He shouldn't be on the field. So And the offensive line's shaky, too. Mac Jones getting hit left and right. I think if you give Mac Jones time in the pocket and you give him some speed as uh, 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 outside, he's going to be able to be a serviceable quarterback. They made the playoffs with him. He will be able, He's not Zach Wilson, right? He's not one of these, like, horrible quarterbacks that you have no chance with. But the problem is you got to do that. On their rookie, con- on a guy like his his rookie contract, you got to get the speed and all that around him and everything, which they he's now in his third year and they clearly are not doing that. So I, I do bet, think, uh, yeah, you got to start looking for a new uh, quarterback. I think you do. No, he doesn't I, stink. I, I don't think he doesn't stink. I don't think he is what he is. He's an NFL. He's an average media average of the mediocrity. NFL quarterbacks one through thirty two. He's average. But he could right be Kirk Cousins. That's what he. he yeah, be that's Kirk what Cousins. you want. But Kirk Cousins is one shit too. I understand that, but it's it's better than having Zach Wilson. I think it's I, you don't have a chance to win the football game if he's your quarterback. You can't win the game. I mean, the team. I would quit if I were. I would not try and run my route anymore. I would not even try and if I were a defense. Why would you? Why do you try? What's there to try for? Aaron Rodgers with a ruptured Achilles is better than having Zach Wilson. Right? Probably, yeah. So let's go. The rest of the NFL. Um, before we get to Kansas City game, uh, Miami blowing pe- a lot of blowouts. A lot of blowouts. A lot of big wins and blowouts. Yeah, that so, was a uh, historical blowout, though. <laughs> that one, is, and I don't, you, you, yeah, historical. So, again, what do you think? The league is the league. It's always going to be that way. Um, Miami looks tough. What do you think? Who do you think? Any any uh, any quick observations? I haven't watched it. So, I, I kind of quit on, um, in week two, my uh, my boys, uh, if you remember, my boys in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. I, I know that clip went viral him yesterday of having maybe the worst throw I've ever seen in my life. Throwing the ball ten yards in the direct opposite, uh, in the total opposite direction for you know a fumble that luckily they recovered. But he really did have a nice game, some nice throws in the red zone. So the Browns are looking good. Uh, the Ravens just lost. Yes, right. The the, bang, the Bengals are, the Bengals are struggling. So Bengals I, are t- they're, they're, they're so fine. I really I do well. We'll see tonight with the Bengals. So I really do like I, I do like the direction the Browns are heading in. I was I also said I, I think I predicted the Cowboys were gonna make the Super Bowl. Tough loss for them. That Arizona team, you can't lose to them. But, but you did Dak's say Dak. You did say yeah, we, well, we drafted Dak. You said you yeah, did say that's a good point. You said Dak is going to give you the high high and the low low, and there's nothing in between. And did you see what he did in the red zone at the end of that game yesterday? Oh my, that was a, he. I don't know who he was throwing to. That's Dak for you though. It's if that's they had kicked exactly field goals, Dak. If they kicked the field goals all those times, they win the game. We'll keep going. Um, obviously, Miami looks really good. Obviously, I think the Chiefs, when they're you know when they get all their guys, all their their skill guys out in the field, they're even though they don't have that, it's really just Kelsey. The Chiefs look really good because I think this is the best their defense has ever looked that Mahomes has had. It might be its worst offense, but I think it's the best defense that Mahomes has ever had. And he's got a good line once they get that figure out how to get that guy to stop getting penalties and, right. and all that. He's a penalty machine. So the Chiefs and the Dolphins impressed me. Um, I, I do. I asked Jay Trev some questions. He gave me some answers. Do you know who the team that impressed him the most this week was? The team that impressed him the most this week was the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, not the Green Bay. Green they Bay came they, back. Yeah, Come but, on. yeah I, I know. But so he, Jay and, Trev, and Love did look good. For at those the end of us tuning in and don't remember, Jay Trev was our Jay, uh, Justin Trevisani was our guest. He works with the uh, Harvard Big football right guy. now. Big football guy trying to be a scout in the NFL. I work for Indianapolis uh, a couple years. Actually, too. you know what? Let's do it like this. I'll, I'll give my most impressive team of the week. You'll give your most impressive team of the week, and then I'll say what he says. Oh, you go. My most impressive team. Well, just, I'm not. Can, can, 
we won't say the Dolphins because that's just. The I blow. was going to pick the Dolphins. <laughs> you know, what? I'll go the Dolphins. You go the Dolphins. Yeah. I, I, I think the most impressive people are the Dolphins. But I'll tell you something. Even though they played shit team, Buffalo just completely getting their offense together is very impressive. I like J. Trev quote very impressed with the Bills this week. So this is by you both picked them to go to the Super Bowl. So of course when they when you when he was in here you both oh they're going to the Super Bowl went into two and zero Washington as favorites expecting to win the game but completely dominated both sides of the ball. You know Washington's offense with Bianami has looked really good. He points out yeah and and um, they yes, threw yes. Howell threw four interceptions got sacked nine times. How about um, San Francisco the other team they played Thursday yeah they're they're they, very, they played they're really just, well they they look good yeah. but they're I don't a know good regular season team. I don't, I don't know, know about Purdy. Purdy. Yeah, yeah, but Brock Purdy could be the second coming at Tom Brady. All right, so you picked the Bills. Jay Tripp picked the Bills. I picked. So how about least impressive team of the week? Oh, we can't pick Denver. What? Oh, yeah. Denver. No, you can't pick. Yeah, Denver. Well, least impressive all, um, team, not least counting Denver. Least impressive team of the week. Um, I'd go with Jets because I think they were absolutely trash, uh, but their defense held them in. It's tough to pick against. Least impressive team is the coach of uh, Las Vegas. Going for three when he had an eight point deficit. You, you do know you know his name. You yeah, I say do. It. I'm not going to say his <laughs> name. All right, Coach uh, McDaniel, the next coach of the Patriots. I, I will. I, I agree with who Jatra says. But I'm going to say the um, just so I don't say. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Bears. Just well, <laughs> we but you 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 picked the Jets, of course. If the Bears, I mean, I know they played, the, but they got spanked. They what were was it, 31 they nothing at halftime. Yeah. They got spanked yeah, they around there. The and and I know they're going through a lot and it's situations. You know who Jatra said? The Jaguars. Oh, so the Jaguars lost again, right? There's uh, This is a team on paper who should have no issue winning the AFC South through the first three weeks. They've done nothing but get inside their own, get get in their own way. They went into Houston with the third, into this game against Houston with the 31st ranked offense and efficiency. You know, they just didn't score. They have all those, they have um, the, yeah, the gambling count. kid, they have the quarterback, they have Etienne, a good running back. Ridley's the gambling kid, and they just can't score points. I have to say that Justin might have hit the nail on the head with that one because they are. They are not definitely not playing up to their. Um, it was the Texans too. They lost by twenty to the, the Texans. Texans. I'll tell you something. The Texans. I'll tell you something though. C.J. Stroud, remember the name. C.J. Stroud, the best rookie quarterback so far after three games. C.J. Stroud. Well, yeah, like uh, Anthony uh, Richardson uh, was pretty good. He got a concussion, uh, and I I don't like Bryce Young at all. I know he got benched this game, but and didn't play. But yeah, we'll I'm talk not, Carolina as another team. They those fans get what they deserve. They yeah, fired uh, Matt Rule because they ran him out of town. It was five years. You know, you it just goes to prove you don't have a quarterback, you don't win this game. You don't win the league without a yeah. quarterback. It's yeah. simple. That's why you know I love That's why I think you gotta keep Mac job. Jones. I think you got to, but you know what? And their defense can lead them uh to places if they if they can win if they don't make mistakes in offense. Agreed. Uh any any other final NFL comments before we go on to I, I got so I also asked him who is most impressive and least impressive player of the week was. Oh God. And his most impressive player is the most J Triv answer ever. Matt Gay, a kicker. Yeah, he hit four field goals. First kicker in NFL history with four field goals over yeah. 50 yards. Colts kicker, he, the Colts did make him the highest paid kicker in the NFL this offseason. So it's good to see that that's paying off for them. Do you know where he did that, though? <laughs> it must have been in a dorm. On Justin Tucker's home field. Oh, oh, yeah, no, J, actually, because I, I shouldn't. Yeah, Justin the game, J. Treff, the game was played in Baltimore in the remnants of a tropical storm, and Gay drilled all five of his field goals. Jay Trev, you and I thinking alike now, buddy. I like to see that. And then his, his least, least impressive, impressive player, Desmond Ritter against the Lions for the Falcons. The Falcons had been looking really good. Ritter showed tons of promise operating the offense the first two weeks, but looked confused and hurried all afternoon. Held onto the ball too long on some plays, which can partially explain the seven sacks he took and the overthrows on the receivers. 
How many seven sacks, nine sacks in a game? It's like Temple when they sacked Hackenberg ten times. Well, what, it's like that's sacks? a lot of that's the quarterback, you know, in the line. But that's no, I know, Ritter. but that's a lot Desmond of sacks. Ritter's a this kid week. that was uh, Cincinnati, right? He was Ritter. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the quarterbacking. Well, someday we'll do this. Um, we'll, we'll have to do well, this. We did do a quarterback show. draft. We did draft, but we have to we do got the show. At the end. If, we get, if we get Jay Trev back in here, I want to do a, a, a show just about how horrible the quarterbacking is in the NFL. It's not up and down. So that's good. Uh, uh, shout out to Jay Trev. Our good friend Justin Travisani for the uh, update. We'll have to go to him. We'll have to talk. To, we'll have to get information from him all, every week. Just talk NFL. Um, we're going to finish with the Kansas City effect last before we do our draft. But college football next. Um, your boy Deion Sanders took his. No, let's do. We'll, we'll do Taylor first. You want to do Taylor? Yeah, because we'll we'll talk about Deion and all this when we get to okay, our college so, football draft. So as we all now know. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are sort of an item, and she showed up at the football game. Uh, Sunday in the box with his mom. All the Swifties went nuts. Um, you know, every, it's the it is the story of the NFL right now, probably more than even Miami scored ninety thousand points. It's the NFL TikTok account they posted on their bio says Taylor was nine nine twenty four twenty twenty three. Taylor was here. It's just amazing, and and, and you and she and knows I, what she's doing. The way uh, she was really celebrating, right, going right. Crazy. she's not she, stupid. Yeah. I I said, listen, this is nothing. Else. We had a big fight at our house. A man, if you're listening, which I'm sure she's not. Uh, Jack came up. We're sitting there watching the game, and Jack says something. What did you say? Why so I'm just here? Mahomes at this point in his career. He's chasing a legacy. He's got to win as much as possible. And like I said, they have a really good defense, and again, a really good chance to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying this is a bad thing or anything, but you need to keep this from, and it's going to be. You have to limit the amount of distraction that this is. Correct. Because it, like I said, it's it's not just the big. The NFL is the biggest story in sports every year. Blah blah. Yes. Blah. The NFL. The NFL is bigger than anything. This is the biggest story in the world right now. Correct. And I so, think you're right. And, and, and the reason they just got to keep it in control. Right. They, right. So yeah. they're my Super Bowl pick. I still, I, I like what, I know that the first week they dropped the passes. I like what I've seen from them, but they have to manage the situation. And I think, um, and, and you had said that, and we're watching it, and, and the circus that will surround this is just, the, it's, it's not even a three-ring circus. It's a hundred-ring, because she is the most yeah. popular or famous person. Question. In the, at least in the United if you, States. Excluding, the excluding the president and the former president, I think, would you say she's the most famous person on the planet? I, and, and, and let's exclude Putin, too. Putin, I It'd think probably be those three. If you talk about it here in the States, I Zelensky think Zelensky, maybe. Right, so she's definitely number, number three. Or even, she's probably number one over the two presidents. I don't think she's more famous than, but, than the president but and the But she'll, get, she'll drive more media attention. And, and we, I agree with you that you don't want to have the circus, the shit show. Because what happens here is, this this woman is so good at what she does. She she's she's really good at writing her own songs, singing her songs, putting concerts on, keeping people happy. Um, she's at the top of her game right now. But she's also a media personality as well. And you don't just get NFL media. The first question they asked Andy Reid, or the first question they asked Pat Mahomes last night was, "Did you how? What did you think of Taylor Swift and Jeff, Travis Kelsey?" One of the first questions they asked Bill Belichick. Right, I know that's true. That's true. <laughs> Forget Reid. So, so, so you want to? I, I agree with you that you want to avoid the circus, but 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 it, it it's unavoidable. It, no, obviously, it's yeah. unavoidable. It's, I'm, now, I'm not saying avoid, they have to manage it. Manage I think it, Mahomes but, and Reid are, are good guys for maybe not Reid. Mahomes, I think, is a, is is a good level-headed guy. Yeah, and but because Mahomes had handled his wife and his brother. Yeah, correct. Right. So, but again, with the Taylor along. Swift thing. Um, for all you Swifties out there listening, whoever it is, you know, God bless her. But this will not end well if the media continues to run with it the way they do it. Oh, it, it becomes stop. It becomes an unmanageable situation for the team 
in the locker room. And that's where your sister and, and or my daughter and, and your sister, that's where I disagree completely with her that she thinks we're blaming Taylor Swift, but we're not. It is a football locker room that every time you see something, you're going to be asked a question about Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. <laughs> now, now, some people are making a joke with it and TikTok and 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 uh, Instagram and Twitter are all or, or X are all aligned with it. But I totally agree with you that if you can't control the situation, it could derail a possible NFL championship. Well, it's like, did you see there's videos of like guys like equip like J, 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 like equipment managers like Jay Trev on the sidelines, like looking up and like Chiefs guys, you can see them read their lips and they're like, oh my God, is that that's Taylor Swift up there? Oh, and even players on the team, you can see them looking up at the box. And I think there was a video of Mahomes waving to her. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, she's it's the a number big one story. attraction. Yeah. She's definitely the number one attraction in America today. She definitely is. No doubt about it. God bless her. You know, she's from where I grew up. She's from Wyoming, Pennsylvania, outside of Reading, just basically where Eagles I grew up fan. as well. She's, she was an Eagles fan because she don't like Jason Kelsey. That's she the thing, though. The Eagles and the Chiefs, they play, they're not rivals or anything. They're not. <laughs> they're not they, they, the, they could end up playing the Super Bowl again, and then, okay, two years in a row, yeah, that's, that'll they're be a not historic rivals. rivalry. But, they're yeah, not they're not rivals right. or anything. It's so, not like it's like the Patriots and the Colts, or that's not really been a rivalry. I, there's not that many, like uh, the the Giants and the Cowboys or something. Right. Packers so, or Bears. You know what? It's, it's not like— um, But that doesn't matter. We'll see. I, I just think you're right. It has to be managed. you got the right people. Andy Reid's been around a long time. He he had to manage the Michael Vick situation when he had all the dog-beating stuff, you know, all those, those wacky wacky animal rights people coming after him. He did manage that. So And Pat Mahomes has an understanding because of his family history— of what to, but again, um, it was great. I'm glad. I'm, if they're if they are whatever they are, I'm good for tra- just for Kelsey and good for Taylor Swift. Um, God bless them. I hope them. Yeah, I hope everything yeah. works. We're gonna get a great album out of it, no matter what. You know, you always have the relationship album. The next era will be the NFL era for Taylor Swift. So when you do go to the Taylor Swift show next year, Amanda down in Miami. Make sure you wear some football freaking gear because that'll be. Oh, there'll be there'll be tons if she's if they're still together. There'll be tons of Travis Kelsey jerseys. He's gonna have the most the highest sold jersey Ah. in the NFL. Yeah, true. People will be Taylor Swift and um, (laughs) Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey Halloween costumes. Oh my god, it'll be be big. Yeah, it'll be. So again, it's uh, we hope it doesn't take over. But the NFL season has been kind of weird, so it's nice to have a little bit of a talk like it. But so for all my Swifty fans out there, we 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 mentioned our Swifty stuff. Time to move on to college football, which was a great weekend this weekend. I missed most of all of it because I was away. So, Jack, just what do you got? Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida State, Alabama won over Ole Miss, uh, Oregon completely trashed Sanders. Let's start there. No, look, all these are good games, but what we're going to do, all, all those games that you just mentioned are going to be teams that we draft. So I will, as those they are drafted, I will talk about those games. So let's start our draft. <coughs> I'm not going to draft um, – Colorado. So let me just say. No, I don't think anyone is. So we're going to talk is, about this is the top fourteen, which is basically what the playoff will be next year. Top twelve. I wish we had twelve this year because the one thing I, I do want to say just before we start this draft, I think I know it's only week going to be week four because four, it was the first week was week zero. Uh, I, this is the most teams I've ever thought like at this point of a season that can right. actually win. I think there's six, seven, maybe eight, nine, ten teams. That I wouldn't be surprised if they went and won the national championship, just because I don't think there's like a George. Like I know there is Georgia's number one, but I don't think they're this. You know how they won the national championship game by seventy points right. last year, and there's no Alabama or Georgia, number number total right. number one right. team. All right, so uh, I think Georgia's beatable is what I'm saying. All right, so uh, we got we're going to go fourteen deep, one one each. We're, we're yeah, gonna... who wants to start, me or you? I think uh, you start. Well, if I start, I take Georgia. Okay, good, because I don't think I would. I know you wouldn't, because I'll take Georgia. So Jim goes first for the first time ever. And you got to take Georgia. You know why? Um, number one, <laughs> they're in the best 
I think still the deepest best conference. Number two, they have probably they have a coach who's won two championships. They got a lot of talent. To win three is almost impossible, but because we're drafting them right now at this stage of the season, I got to go with them uh, based upon they're going to play a tough conference schedule. They'll be they'll be ready. Only four teams are going to make it this year, and they have a coach who's won before who knows what he's doing, knows how to handle. You talk about the circus with Taylor Swift; he can handle the circus that is the SEC. So I'll go with. Uh, number one will be my good friends from Georgia, the Bulldogs, and Kirby Smart. You're up. You I'm going to go picks. Michigan. We got uh, Jim Harbaugh back from the dead after they acted like he had passed away the week one when he was just doing his self self um what self imposed three game suspension. He's a horrible air. I hate him. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's a good coach. He's done a real good job at Michigan. He's got them back to what they should be. You know, every year now they're going. Even though a lot of years they did go. Nah, actually they didn't. Every year they're going into that Ohio State game. Correct. With a chance. Correct. You know, to win something. And all okay. That. Now he yeah. hasn't got over the top. They're they're really they play bully ball. You know, they're good in the trenches. All that. I just I like them this year. I think they're going to get over the hump. This they, year. And they destroyed. He's been, he's been progressively. Yeah. You know, gone the play. He's been progressively making. I think this is the year he makes the jump. They destroyed a pretty good. Um, uh, Rutgers defense too. Uh, who, Rutgers could run the football. They did a great job. They just manhandled them too. So I agree. With that. I, Michigan's good. I would never am that high as two, but that's good. Who do you got? I, I think we're, uh, you go. We're not doing a snake. Oh, we're not doing snake. Two people you can't do a snake. Oh, uh, you're true. Okay, I'm going to take Texas next. Yeah, I agree. Texas next again. That's really going to go to the health of everybody. Uh, and the coach is a little bit crazy, uh, and the coach has to maintain his. Uh, Insanity. But I like the way they're playing. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, going to the SEC next year. Uh, they get in the Big 12. Big 12 is pretty stacked, too. The Big 12 and the Pac 12 are pretty stacked conferences this year so far. But again, after three or four weeks in, right? After four weeks, you really don't tell until conference plays. But I like Texas uh, and Sarkeesian, and uh, they're getting ready to move the SEC and they're really recruiting well. And the fact that you got the number one recruit in the class, Arch Manning, and he's not even playing them. Yeah, well, uh, Ewers could win the Heisman this year, Ewers real good quarterback. Good. And it, it could be argued that they had the best win so far, but you could also say that the team— The team you're going to pick next had the best win? No, you know what? <laughs> Who are you going to pick next? So in the rankings, it's Ohio State. I'm going to go with Penn State. Oh, that's it. That's, I'm surprised there. I'm going to go with Penn State. I don't know. This is—James Franklin, I hate the guy. I, he's a—ugh. I—, I I don't. I don't even have words. I can't stand him, but he's done a really good job there. And we did the stadium draft uh, the other right. week. They had their whiteout game last night, or the other it, night. Uh, the, yeah, not last night. Saturday night, and it was on at the same time as Notre Dame. And Notre Dame Stadium was picked a couple of picks behind whiteout. And I was flipping back and forth, and that whiteout kicked the ass of that Notre Dame Stadium. So that right. was a very good pick by me. But, but yeah, wasn't this Penn the football State, game better? Or the Ohio State game better? Oh, a hundred okay. times better. But I'm saying the noise level yeah, and just yeah. the atmosphere was better at Penn State. Because you know, louder. you know, there's nothing to a Penn State right now. Yeah, they're also yeah. Uh, the thing with Penn State, the quarterback Aller is the top recruit. Like a couple of years, he's the second year now. He, he did struggle a little bit last year. He's really just a pro style quarterback. He reminds me a bit of Sam Darnold in their like stature and kind of the way they yep. throw the ball. It's probably gonna be the number one pick. In the draft, not not this upcoming draft, but the next year. Again, okay. another team good in the they, they dominated Iowa, who's always good in the they dominated Iowa. And they do so they play Ohio State away. I think they're better than Ohio State. Michigan could give them trouble. They play Michigan at home. So you know I think Michigan's is, better than them, but yeah. that game being at Beaver Stadium is big. But having to go to the horseshoe and win's tough. You're funny. You got you got two Big Ten teams. One, two. Okay, I'm gonna well, go. Yeah, you're gonna pick a, probably a Big Ten team right here. No, no. I would. Pick I, Ohio State. I don't like Ohio State at all. all no, right. uh, I'm going with Florida State. Yeah, um, I would not take them over. Florida OSU. State. Florida State's got the two best wins of the season for them. 
They've beaten um, two really good teams. I'll go FSU. And again, the new coach, the coaches there, Norvell's been there a while now. He's really turning. They have that quarterback is good. That oh, quarterback good. is really yeah. good quarterback. No, so, yeah, and like good. I said, I have not seen these teams play much. I have, I'm doing all this based upon what I read, uh, but I'm taking FSU. I I just don't have the the Big Ten is good, but it, and it's very saturated up top, high 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 up top with Ohio State. I I think there are five or six teams that are just the even four teams that are left that are probably better than them. Who? Um, I'm not telling you who. Oh, oh no! I, I mean, who? Like you were Ohio State better than Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's yeah, so about I... FSU. Now we, we'll talk about the Clemson game because there are some funny things in that game. FSU is very fortunate to win that game. They are, but that it was not Clemson. The, I know. Oh, another great environment. I don't know if we picked Clemson, but yeah, that stadium was, was that picked. stadium. I thought was louder than Notre Dame well, too. I keep talking. I'll look at the, who we did. Um, but about that game, they are very fortunate. They're down twenty-four to seventeen. Clemson was go- in the fourth quarter. Clemson was going in to score a touchdown, and they they whatever a, a scoop and score, ninety-yard scoop and score that tied the game. Clemson comes down the field, and this is the best line of the weekend. They had the kicker, who that that had he was the backup kicker for four years, and he still had eligibility left because of the COVID year. He was taking online classes, but he decided, you know what, I got a finance job in New York. I'm going to start that. He still was taking classes online to get probably his, his master's degree or whatever. And um, Clemson this year has a, a five-star recruit kicker that came in and has really been struggling. So Dabo calls this guy up, tells him, you know what, come back. You're going to actually kick for us. He never kicked a field goal. He's three for three on extra points. Early in the game, he gets about a 25, 30-yard field goal, nails it right through the uprights. Dabo smiling, storybook ending. Story, what, a, what a crazy, uh, I don't know, what the, the crazy story. Great for him. Now, late in the game, 24-24, Clemson's rocking, Florida State, team you haven't lost to in like eight years. You get the same field goal, 30 yards, tie game, a minute and a half left. He misses it. And yeah, and, and the color commentator, Sean McDonough's calling the game, the color commentator. Yeah, he's the play-by-play guy. Yeah, I don't know why. I said the, no, the, I'm saying the color commentator. Oh, okay. The color commentator says that that would have been. A like, storybook game? No, like who who could have wrote that or how could that have been scripted? I don't know what he exactly said. And McDonough comes back, well, the writers were on strike. <laughs> and it was just perfect for that moment with that kid missing and Dabo's whole master plan not working. That was great to see. Okay, and that's then Florida a great State story for our State. Okay, what do you got for your third pick, Jack? Oh, yeah. Oh, I just, I, I can't believe I didn't pick Florida State. That sucks. I really like them. Um, I'm going to go Ohio State. Uh, a win away at Notre Dame with another kid uh, who liked. Jack. Quarterback who he's on Wake Forest, right? For four years. Yeah. Did a really good job there. It's one of the better Notre Dame quarterbacks I've seen in, in, in a, quite some time. They're a really good team, that Notre Dame football team. And for Ohio State to end up winning that game, they are a little bit soft. You can run right down their nose. Michigan at the big house is going to destroy them this year. And that's why I think Penn State has a chance of beating them too. But I think those two teams are better than them, and I picked them over them. Ohio State's still a good team, and they probably, you could say either them or Texas, have the best win this year. Alabama on the road or Notre Dame on the road. I think Notre Dame might be better than Alabama, so I really like Ohio State. I All don't right. like them. But. All right, so I know what you mean. So you are coming your, after Lou Holtz. Your three picks, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, all from the Big Ten. Big Ten's really good this year. I have so, a good, I have I a good chance at one of those three winning the national championship. And I'm going to go, my next pick is going to be, um, I'm going to take USC. Um, Lincoln Riley, he's got a great quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. That that Pac-10 is going to be tough. Oregon, USC, Washington, and um, Utah. Utah are all top world real run teams. That Utah coach is a hell of a coach. Um, uh, winning what a Winningham, winning 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 Winningtonham or something like that. Yeah. I forget how you say. So I'll go USC. I'm going to go with uh, Lincoln Riley and his offense. 
Uh, so I've got Georgia, Texas, FSU, and USC. So I got all the conferences except for the Big Ten. And that means I'm not getting a Big Ten team because there ain't a Big Ten team worth sniffing. Um, but USC, again, I'll, I'll go with that. I like I like that Pac-10's tough this year. It's gonna it, One of the teams that from the Pac-10 most likely will now make it to the tournament. Problem with the Pac-10 is they could, like, cannibalize each other. They could, they but really so could, could the uh, goes with the Big, Big Ten. Could it's do. different, a little bit different Big than the Big, Big Ten, though. All right. Uh, yeah, so, there's yeah. not a lot of top teams. I'm going to take the team that really did me a solid this weekend and absolutely blew the doors off Deion Sanders' Colorado team. I'm going to take Oregon. Look, that quarterback, another Bo Nix, he's, he's responsible for 55-plus touchdowns at two different schools now. Never been done in college football history. I, I keep saying trenches, but that's how college football is won. What they did in the trenches to Colorado was obscene. Yeah. I mean, they killed them. They could have they could have scored every time. They did pull off the dogs bid in the fourth quarter. They were going for it on fourth and goal in the second half, up thirty five points. That coach took it personal. He, he, I think, what he was mad at. He said, you know, the speech before the game that went viral. We're here, you know, to play football, not for clicks, for clicks right. all that. He's mad because he knows like the Pac twelve is so good this year. Yeah. And it's one of the best ever. And, you know, it's been there's been teams here and there in the past that just don't get any attention. Right. And it's like we, finally the Pac-12 is getting some attention. It's for Colorado, who's not even that good. And right, I get right. it. It's a good story. Not even that. Look at look at the Pac-12 and, and they're fi- the Pac-12 is going away because they couldn't get enough attention. Correct. I think he's mad. It's like, look, look, at my, we're a better team than Colorado. Utah is a better team than Colorado. USC is a better team than Colorado. Washington is a better team than Colorado. Put some eyeballs on us. This is a really good totally conference agree to watch. Totally agree with that. And I think we'll talk to Deion Sanders next week after he gets destroyed by USC, which is my pick. Uh, it's get, Deion Sanders doesn't deserve our breath right now. He doesn't. No, he does, he he, they, they're going to go 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, make a bowl yeah, game. Well, but, but how long are people, people, and now everyone's coming, oh, well, they won one game last year. Nobody thought to be. It's, they've already had a success. Yeah, but you guys, after, after all these wins, we're talking so much trash. Talking about how great you are. And I know they were 21-point underdogs, but if they had won that game, there was so much action on them, not just the spread. There yeah. was so much action on money line. It would have been one of the worst days in Vegas history. They're saying oh, they get, Vegas. The Colorado games get more action than some NFL games. So that, so people true. didn't – all these people are like, they, well, they were 23. You guys thought they were going to win. You guys thought they were going to win the Pac-12. You can't tell me you didn't. You thought everyone's going to be intimidated by this Dion effect and he'd make everybody scared and nobody could play. No, they – you got beat by a better team. You're not that good. Right. And there good are some people Dion. who agree. Dion fires up. We'll, we'll talk to Dion later. It's it's later a, there. Let's uh, see what George Carl's let's, been going let, crazy let, about it. You know him? The, yeah, co- the old coach yeah. of the Denver Nuggets? Let's Jesus, see, let's, shut up. Let's dude. see where uh, – and that's uh, let's see where they end up in about three or four weeks. So you've got Oregon. You go to the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, the Pac-10, Pac-12. Yeah. Ah, this is a tough spot for me to be. There's about three or four teams. I'm going to go coaches here. I'm taking Utah. I really like that coach a lot, um, Whittingham, um, Whitting, Whittington Ham, whatever. It just stop trying to pronounce it. I like him. And I, <laughs> they've done a really good job. They got a pretty good quarterback. They've had some injuries. Uh, I'll get to see them play now, hopefully. So I'll, I'll take Utah. Really weird to take Utah in the Pac-12, but Utah. So I got two Pac-12 teams. You get a next pick. I'm gonna let you take the other Pac-12. I'm gonna take just a backup. I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I knew that. I was either gonna take Notre Dame. Or Utah. We'll see. We'll see what the, I, the USC games at Notre Dame. I expect Notre Dame to win that game. That's just what else. I think they're oh, really not in a million team. years. Okay, when is that's late? That's late this season, though. No, I, 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 I can't. We'll, that game will build up. Then you got. I, I, there's no way. 
Notre Dame does have the speed. Not, not in a million years. How, how, and plus they, all, their they coach almost is an beat idiot. Ohio State. First Ohio State's coach, like the fastest team ever. Their coach is an idiot. Speed. Idiot. No their speed. Coach is, how do you have 10 players on the field? Two yeah, players? I don't know. That's coach bad. is an idiot. Yeah, it can't happen. They so. wouldn't. Uh, they 10 men, they still wouldn't put Rudy on the field. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Okay, so. <laughs> all right, go. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the mold here. I'm taking Bama next. I know they're struggling. They've lost the one game, but you know what? He and I and I never. Th- I always thought he's down and out anyway. I can't go against Nick anymore. I'm going to take Bama in the next spot. Now they have the chance because they will actually have to play Georgia in the championship game anyway. Um, so I'll go with Bama if they make it there. If they get there, right? If they beat LSU, they got to be. Right. You know, there's there's well, no guarantee. Yeah, they're never. There. But again, if I look at the if I look at the SEC in reality, Georgia, Bama. LSU. Your mic's like not working. No, I know. My mic's like dying on me here. Something's wrong with the mic here. That's better. I'll have to hold it like this so I look good. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So I'll go Bama. You're, you're up next, Jack. Well, it's kind of disrespectful. We left in the AP ranking as the highest ranked Pac 12 team. Just to, I'll take Washington here. I think they're ranked seventh right now. They are. Um, I, I don't know much about them, but they, I'll take them. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'll tell you. You know what? They've always. Had, I'll tell you something. They have a great. Fo- they have. A, they have a great stadium. Yeah, you pick their stadium. I right? love their stadium. They rank seventh. That's what I know. That's about good. Them. It's a good value pick. What pick was that? Like 10, 11? It's, that was yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah we're, the reason I'm, I'm picking them six. The that was twelve. That well, was that's 12. really good value. So I'm gonna go uh, my final pick because I'll hedge my bet. I'll take LSU. Yep. Um I like. I like that Brian Kelly's team. I like. Was, now there's not a lot left for you to pick. Although there's one team on here that I, I as we go quick honorable mention. There's there's one or two teams on here that could shock. So who do you got? I think the one team that you're thinking is going to shock is Miami, but we'll see nah, what they do against Florida State. So. Who do you uh, got? I got UNC. Okay, and UNC they beat South Carolina earlier. I don't know if that's a great win, but um, they're they're probably going to have a chance to play in that championship game, right? If they beat Duke and, yes, and, yes, get there and yes, take care of business yes. and, be, and beat Duke and a couple other teams, and yes. they'll, get, they'll get the opportunity yeah. to play Florida State. So I like that pick. I'm not I'm not super sold. Like they're not going to win anything, but they're not a bad team. Yep. So as we wrap it up, and I'm just going to say honorable mention wise, Oklahoma is a team I would. I, I, I Venerables again. Dabo's lost all his his coordinators, and Venerable went to uh, Oklahoma. They started. They're getting. It, they're getting it, but they got to play Texas. Uh, not a. I, I didn't see Miami kick our ass, but I'm a big. Um, and then out of the SEC, the other two teams that I look at is Florida, who's getting back on, and Tennessee's another one, which you never know with them. They don't play great. Uh, Tennessee, and then the. Um, Oregon State and Washington State, the two teams that are getting they're they're left in the uh, Pac-12, uh, will be there. So just to recap, as we recap here, uh, I picked Georgia, Texas, FSU, USC, Utah, Alabama, and LSU. Jack's got I got three SEC teams. Jack's got Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, Oregon, Notre Dame, Washington, and University of North Carolina. So not not a bad draft. We'll see what happens. Uh, I really want to talk college football um, as we get closer to some of these big games. USC. Um, and and uh, Notre Dame, uh, any of the Alabama and Georgia, Alabama games against with Georgia, Bama and or Georgia, but we'll, we'll start. To I don't really think Georgia has like any. What do they play? Florida? <laughs> many big games? Yeah, they don't. They don't. I want to see Penn State. I want to see Franklin choke. That's yeah, Penn State, Ohio State's two weeks away, three weeks away. I don't know. You know, if your cousin Rob, my nephew Rob, if you're listening, I've he's been listening. You know, I know you love your Penn State boys in the whiteout. And Jack picked him number two, so you owe him props. But that James Franklin, that oh, yeah, James Franklin, he, he he'll find a way. He'll find a way to lose something, and that's yeah, maybe how he, does he does. But he recruits the hell out of it. I mean, he's a great recruiter. And yeah, I mean, he, is, you, he is. You take. I saw him at the, creating the recruits after the whiteout game. It's like yes. you get a kid to that whiteout game. Like, what are they going to say? No. He is. 
Yes. All right, so Jack, I'll give you a final words uh, here. Anything else you want to bring up or get ready for next week? Or we got any more guests? Guess we can get in here. No final words. No. Jack's got no final words. We're getting close to uh, basketball preseason. We're excited yeah. about that. Except the Celtics season really doesn't start till like April, May. So. Can we talk uh, Malcolm Brogdon real quick? What do you think? I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what to believe these days. I'm. I'm sick of all these these inside sources and reports of unsettled players and stuff like that. Unless it's Adam Schefter, right? Oh, my God. What is Adam Schefter? No, Adam Schefter is the Taylor Swift. But Adam Schefter Adam doesn't Schefter really Taylor tweet Swift stuff like that. But No, I, I, I'm sick of these leaks and all this crap. No. Okay, that's good. That's, that's good. Okay, so we had a good hour there. We did our draft. Uh, we talked about our good friend, Hein Bloom. Uh, went over college football, and uh, we went over the NFL. We'll do a lot more NFL and college football as we go on. We're going to have the playoffs coming. We'll know who's in the playoffs next Monday or Tuesday when we re-meet. Re, re well, and I think we're going to re-pick our, our, our winners each round. Uh, so we get you get your put on the uh, on the board for baseball as Texas is still alive. God bless us all. Uh, it's... Uh, and then um, for all you Taylor Swift fans, we did get our Taylor Swift time in. Uh, God bless her. Um, she's making a lot of money. Give her credit. Uh, but she's ever, she could be like the Yoko Ono of, of, of professional football as Yoko broke up the Beatles and you don't know. Maybe Taylor's going to break up the uh, the Chiefs. Uh, that's what we got there. Well, uh, well, you don't think so, Jack? Come on. I, I, I had to bring that out from the 60s when I was born, not when you were born. So, uh, like I said, thanks for listening in here. Uh, for um, It all boils down to this. Episode 6 is complete. For Jack Boyle, this is Jim Boyle, and we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of It All Boils Down to This, recorded at WCTV Studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We are always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.